Well, what's up? How are you guys doing this morning, Pompano? I wish somebody would told me it was warm in here. I want to wear a coat. So, uh, so you guys are doing better than I am this morning. Hey, I'm TJ. I'm one of the pastors here. We're glad that you're with us as we're in this series called Christmas Stories. Uh, I hope you guys are having a great December. Christmas is in full effect. Everybody feeling the effects of Christmas so far? You guys, you guys embracing it? I mean, we got a lot going on in this season. I mean, we got lots of Christmas music playing at this point. Decorations are up all over the place. Uh, there are some lights up in our neighborhood. I'm like, they need to turn those lights out so we can go to sleep. You know, there's got to be some rules on that kind of stuff. But the season is in full effect right now, and there's a lot of holiday hustle happening. Anybody, anybody got caught up in the holiday hustle so far? Anybody got caught up in some of the stress and some of the agony that's happening in Christmas? And the, the holiday hustle can affect us in a lot of ways. It can affect, affect us financially. You know, the, the pressure that comes on the, the pocketbook can be pretty intense in the Christmas season. We have travel that we have to do, which costs money. We have gifts that we have to buy, which costs money. We have food that we have to make, which costs money. There's a lot of spending that's going on. In fact, I want to know, how many of you guys have all of your Christmas shopping done? Come on, show of hands. These are all the overachievers in the place. How many of y'all are like me and... and and don't really have much done. Like, where's all the procrastinators in the house? A lot of procrastinators here. We got 12 days left, including Christmas, which means you can stop at Walgreens on Christmas Day and pick something up for mom. Nothing says I love you like Walgreens. You know, Christmas presents, some like white diamonds or something uh, from... Walgreens. Anyways, you know, there's other pressure, you know, the calendar right now, the time pressure that's going on. It's not like we're not busy enough in life, but then you add in Christmas parties, events you got to go to, places you got to be, family engagements that have got to happen. It can be very, very stressful in life. And then we've got just the, the stress of of the things that are kind of like the discipline sort of challenges that are out there. Because anytime Christmas comes, that just means there's chocolate everywhere. Anybody notice this? Like chocolate is everywhere. In fact, I was up in Orlando this week and, and Oreos are a bad thing. Anybody else believe that Oreos are like not, Oreos are not good. In fact, there was a study that was done that said Oreos have the same internal impact on your brain chemistry as crack cocaine. So you eat an Oreo in your brain, it's like getting a hit of crack cocaine. And so, so that's like bad. But then you go and, and at this conference I was at, they had dipped Oreos in chocolate, which is just like, man, what's up with that? And then put sprinkles on it. And, and you're supposed to like sit there at the table and not eat those things. Like that's, that's an impossibility. And so we got that kind of stress happening. And then we got family pressure and travel, whether you have family coming in or maybe you're going to see family, you know, you got to break out the extra towels and sheets and the blow up mattress, kick the kids out of their room so grandma and grandpa can sleep in there and they're all bunking together. There's just a lot of pressure. And I think that if we're not careful, the holidays can become so stressful and so pressure filled and such a hassle Rather than this season that's joyful and exuberant and this remembering of Jesus. And the, the goal for all of us is, is how do we keep and maintain that joy in the midst of everything that's going on around us. And so today we're going to be looking at a passage of scripture out of Matthew chapter 1. If you have your Bible, love for you to turn there with me. That's where we're going to be hanging out for the day. It's really interesting. Matthew chapter 1 is the story of Christmas. And this story is actually told 
from a male perspective. It's actually Joseph's perspective of the Christmas story. Matthew tells that. If you were to skip over Matthew, Mark to Luke, which is the third book of the New Testament of the Gospels, it's actually the Christmas story told from Mary's perspective or, or a female perspective. And so you have these two dichotomies there. Today we're going to focus in on Joseph's perspective and learn how to handle the hustle and the hassle of Christmas. So Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse 18, it says this. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. Now, I don't know if you picked this up in the story but there is all this talk going around that, that Mary has supernaturally gotten pregnant. And, and, and I'm sure that Joseph was rolling around and he's like, man, I've heard about that supernatural pregnancy before. Like, I've heard that story. And I don't know that I really buy that story. I don't know that any, I, you know, word around street is, is that like, boop, it just happened. And, and word around every other street is, is that, boop, it just doesn't happen. And so, like, I, I'm not really buying that. And so instead of, like, humiliating her, he decides, like, hey, I'm just going to bow out of this gracefully. I'm not going to make a big deal about this. And so Joseph, he's got all this hassle happening right here in this season. He's got the hassle of breaking off this engagement to this woman that he was scheduled to be married with. He's got the hassle of the talk that's going around town because I'm sure that the talk that was going around town was the fact that Joseph must have gotten jiggy with Mary in order for there to be a baby on the way before they were married. And so there's all this talk going around. He's got the hassle of that. He's got the hassle of the financial pressures that are about to come about from having a kid kind of out of, out of sight, out of mind, and paying for all that. And so all this stuff is happening in his life. And I think that all of us know what it's like to face some pressure. Anybody in here ever face some pressure? Okay, for those of you that are not raising your hands, you are a bunch of freaking liars, okay? Like, I know that all of us have faced pressure. The one thing that I've realized about the holidays, though, is that in the holidays, whatever pressure you're feeling or whatever you're feeling, whatever your emotions are in the holidays, they seem to be exaggerated, don't they? Like I was in Publix um, earlier this week. I stopped in to grab some water. We go through tons of water in our house and I was cutting down the cereal aisle to get to the checkout. And I saw this older gentleman from a community called Winmore that's right near where we live. It's a, it's a retirement kind of community. And Joy to the World was playing on the PA. And this dude was grabbing his Lucky Charms because I saw it was a Lucky Charms box. And he was dancing and singing Joy to the World. He's like, Joy to the World, got some Lucky Charms. Like this guy was, like you could tell he was happy. Like he was having a good time. And so he was exaggerating that joy that he was feeling. And I hope that we all feel that joy in this season. But at the same point, some of us have experienced some hurt. Some of us have experienced some pain. Some of us have experienced some loss. And for some reason, that seems to get exaggerated in this season as well. In fact, when I was in Orlando, I went out and I worked out um, Thursday morning. I was up really early, went to their gym there. And then I was just walking around this property. I was actually at Bay Hill, which is uh, this incredible golf course and, and just it was a beautiful morning. It was like 60 degrees. It felt like the cold of winter was in full effect. We're never going to experience that. This is South Florida. We're going to get 72, and that's going to be winter. Uh, but so it was like freezing, and I was walking around after this workout, and uh, I, I rolled by these tennis courts, 
And, and as I was rolling by, there was this group of older gentlemen that were getting ready to, to start playing. And as I walked by, I saw this old head uh, tennis racket case, like one that would have been from like 25 years ago. In fact, I know it was from 25 years ago because it was the exact same head uh, tennis racket case that my grandfather had. And, and when I saw this case, all of a sudden, my grandfather just passed uh, almost... Gosh, it's almost been three months now. And all these emotions started running up. Like that case reminded me of the loss that I experienced. And it started reminding me of, of the fact that my grandfather was the first one to ever take me to church. My grandparents were the first Christians in my family. They would pray for me daily. And, and the things that they instilled of work ethic, integrity, and honor in my life. And all these emotions just became heightened. In fact, I even like teared up a little bit, which is really weird for me because I'm not emotional and and so, man, all this stuff happened. And I think the holidays tend to do that to those of us that have lost some loved ones or have been through some painful separations. So how do we find God in those type of moments? How do we find God in the midst of the hassle and the hustle? And so, number one, if you're taking notes, I think we have to look for God in the hassle of our lives. We have to look for God in the hassle of your life. Joseph gets challenged by God in this area of his life, in verse 20 and 21, it says this, as he considered this, and what is this? This is the idea of him separating out from Mary, of him going, hey, I'm going to break this engagement off. As he's considering this in his life, it says this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And so God shows up in Joseph's dream and says, listen, I'm not finished here. I'm not, I'm still working and I'm still moving. And Joseph is in the middle of a situation that could be extremely stressful, that can be extremely overwhelming. In fact, I'm sure he's thinking, this isn't how I thought it was going to be. This isn't how I thought my marriage was going to be. He's thinking to himself, this is not how I thought I was going to bring a child into the middle of, of the world. This isn't how I planned this thing. And so all these things are going through his mind. And yet God says, I'm working in the middle of all this. Like, I'm still in control. I'm still working the plan that I have, even though that might not be your plan. And for some of us in our own lives, we need to remember that today, maybe we're looking around and we're going and we're saying to ourselves, this isn't how I had this planned. Like, this isn't how I planned this Christmas season to be. Like, I planned for it to look completely different. Maybe for some of you, you say to yourself, man, this isn't how I planned my relationship status to look on Facebook right now. I planned it to be completely different than this right now. I want somebody to love or, or I need somebody to love. Maybe for some of you, this isn't how you plan to celebrate Christmas. Maybe you thought you were going to be with family or friends and you're not doing it that way. It isn't how you planned it. But even in the midst of it not being how you thought it would be, it can still be rich. It can still be meaningful. It can be still significant because of the focus on God in the middle of it. You have to look to him in the middle of your hassle and experience what he is trying to do in your life. Because for a lot of us, you aren't where you want to be, but you're exactly where you need to be. You're not there yet. And sometimes in life, and I don't understand this, God doesn't allow us to skip past the junk in our life. 
Like he doesn't allow us to make a detour around that. In fact, he makes us go right through it. And the reason he makes us go right through the junk is because of what he's trying to do inside of us that can only happen in the junk. The thing that he's trying to form and develop and characterize in your life can only be forged in the crucible of difficulties and the hassle. It's why God allowed the children of Israel to continue to wander in the desert. They didn't need to wander in the desert for as long as they did, but he had them wander in the desert so that when they would get to the promised land, they would know that they would have to depend on him daily. They wouldn't have learned that if they just went straight there. And this is what I learned. Your hassle is preparing you for your promise. But in your hassle is your preparation. And some of you right now, you're in a season where you're like, oh man, God, I don't know. And God is preparing you for this moment. And see, what you don't understand is right now you have some blind spots in your life. There's some things in your life that you can't see that God sees that says, hey, we need to take care of this right now. And here's the deal. We all have blind spots. In fact, uh, recently I've become this this addict. I, I have this addictive personality. My wife can attest to this. And so I go through these phases where whatever my, whatever my focus is, that's what everything in my life revolves around. And so like my number one focus is Jesus. And then number two is Shayla. But beyond that, I, I usually pick up something. And right now it's been CrossFit. And, uh, and I love CrossFit. I'm addicted to it. And because I love it so much, if you hang out with me, I talk about it all the time. I'll invite you to it. I'll, I will proselytize you to come to CrossFit. Uh, and not only that, but I I feel like because I'm doing CrossFit, I need every accessory. Come on, ladies. You know what I'm talking about? I need to accessorize for to go to the gym. I need to look good. And so, like, I buy everything right now. Like, Shayla's like, you need to take it easy on the budget. I'm like, but I need some gloves that say CrossFit, you know, or whatever it may be. I'm like, that, it's going to make me perform better. It's just psychological. And so um, I happened to have a lot of CrossFit clothes now. And one of my favorite things is I got these yellow CrossFit shorts. And, and I know that that's weird, but I love them. They're just so dang comfortable. And, and so uh, one day we're getting ready to go on our day off to the Sawgrass Mills Mall, which is basically like going straight to hell right now. Um, if you go there in the season, it's, it's a form of hell. If you want to know what it's like, just go to Sawgrass. You'll experience it in full effect. And so we're getting ready to go to Sawgrass. And I'm like, well, if we're going to go there to purgatory, I might as well be comfortable. And so I threw on my yellow CrossFit shorts and I threw on my black, my church is kind of a big deal shirt because I was going to represent, like I'm going I'm to be comfortable represent my church. And so we're going around and we're shopping and, and I'm just, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about myself. And the one thing that I've noticed that since I started working out is, is every time I get home, like I have to go check myself out in the mirror. I don't know what it is. It's kind of superficial, but I'll like go and I'll just check out like, is that bicep bigger? You know what you do it too when you go to the gym? Like you come home and you're like, do I have abs yet? You know? And so, and so I'm checking myself out, and because I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I have a back with a crack, I'm always like, is my butt perkier? And so uh, squats. And so I, look, I turn to look to see if my butt is a little bit perkier, and I notice that on the back of my yellow CrossFit shorts is this huge black stain that's literally this big around. And I yelled to Shayla, and I'm like, Shayla! Did you see this? Do you see this? I have a big stain on my butt. And she goes, yeah, I saw that earlier. I thought you knew about it. I was like, what? You let me walk around all day with a big old poop stain on my butt? It wasn't poop. I had actually gone to a, a CrossFit core thing and sat in some oil and didn't know about it. 
But I'm walking around all day strutting my stuff thinking I'm awesome and I look like I crap my pants. It's terrible. Blind spots. I didn't see it. It's a blind spot. Listen, that was my blind spot. You have a blind spot too. You just don't know it yet. But here's the deal. We all have them. And we all have to deal with them and we all have to acknowledge them. And right now you don't see it, but God sees it. And a lot of the hassle that we're facing is because that blind spot is impacting our life that we don't recognize that God's trying to get us to see. And a lot of times our hurt, our past experiences, the losses that we faced are impacting us in this season we're in right now. About a year ago, I was in one of these seasons where I was having some trouble dealing with some stuff. I, I had some some anger in my heart. I had some unforgiveness in my heart. And I remember sitting down with one of my really good friends who could, who could just tell me the truth. Because not everybody can do that in your life. There are certain people that can. And I remember him telling me, if you don't deal with this, it's going to deal with you. And he said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to write down how you feel. And, uh, and that's weird to me because I can sit down and I can listen to other people's feelings. Like, that's part of the gig of being a pastor. Like, I'm really good at dealing with your feelings. I'm terrible at dealing with my feelings. And so he's like, sit down and write down what you feel. And I'm like, well, I feel good that Ohio State's going to lose to Notre Dame in the bowl game. Like, I feel good about that. And uh, I feel good that Shayla's still hot. Like, that makes me feel good. You know, uh, and, and I started pretty superficial. And as I started going, I started getting to some real things. And I noticed that as I got to, like, things that I was struggling with, like, my writing got a little bit crazier. And I, I started pressing a lot harder on the paper. And at the end of it, I'd written out all this stuff. And I was like, and I hate them because of this. And, then, uh, uh, you know, all this stuff was coming out. And at the end of it, he said, man, what I want you to do then is I want you then to give that stuff to God. And I remember sitting down and, and surrendering it to God and just feeling like this huge weight came off my shoulders. Getting rid of these blind spots that I didn't even realize that were so impacting my life created so much freedom. And here's the thing. I don't know what you're carrying today. I don't know what you've experienced in your life, the hurt, the pain, the loss, maybe the disappointment. But I know that we're all experiencing it. I, I can't help it. I look at the news today. I read the newspaper. I watch the news, and I see the hate that's going on. I see the tension between races that's happening. I see the, the, the killings that are taking place. And it just reminds me over and over again of one truth. And that truth is, is that, man, people are hurting right now. All that stuff is going on because people are hurting deep down inside. That's what, it's, that's what it's all caused from. It's caused from hurt. And this is the one thing I know, friends. The church is to be a place that no matter what your race is, no matter what your religion is, no matter where you've been or what's happened to you or what you've done, you can come here and find grace and mercy in Jesus Christ. And through him, you can find eternal life. And that needs to be open for every single 
person out there because it is the one thing that no matter what background, no matter what our education level, no matter what our race is, that unifies us and identifies us is a Christ follower. And so I don't know what's going on in the middle of your holiday hassle today that's impacting your judgment or causing you to be emotional. But if you'll just take some time in this season to recognize some of those things, to say, God, help me to see what I'm not currently seeing. Help me to deal with what I'm not currently dealing with and allow God to be the source of your life in the middle of it. I believe that we can find joy and hope in the middle of that. Because Joseph was right in the middle of it too. So right in the middle of that hassle. And right in the middle of the hassle, he found out he was going to have a son and his name was going to be Jesus, which literally means God saves. See, what that tells me is that right now in the middle of the hassle that you're in, that God is thinking about you and that he is sending someone that can save you in the midst of the trial that you're facing today. And the gift that he gave in his son is bigger than any gift that you're going to receive this Christmas. It's greater than, than any peace that will come about because of a peace treaty. It's greater than any miracle that will come about through medicine this year. It's the gift of a son who saves the world. And so we have got to look for God in the middle of our hassle. And then the second thing we need to do is we need to honor Jesus with our hustle. We need to honor Jesus with our hustle because there's a lot of hustling that's happening. In fact, uh, Dave Barry, who's a, who's a writer down in Miami, came up with uh, some, of the, some of the craziest gifts that are coming out this December. And so I thought I'd share some of those with you because we're hustling to get great gifts. And so one of them is, is the selfie toaster. Come on, throw up the selfie toaster. Um, Here's the deal. Some of you guys that are addicted to selfies right now, you take a selfie of somebody, send it to this company. They will put it in this toaster so that when every time you make toast in the morning, you can give a piece of yourself to them. How awesome is that? You know that somebody's going to buy that here. Uh, the selfie toaster. One of the ones for all of you animal lovers out there, there is the wearable uh, bird feeder. Check this out. The wearable hummingbird feeder. Is that not the scariest thing you've ever seen in your life? Like, like I'm going to let a bird with a huge beak peck between my eyes for food. It's crazy right there. But some, somebody probably thought that that was pretty cool. Uh, one of my favorite is the Night Glow toilet seat. Uh, I, I love the slogan for this company. It says, light up the toilet will light up your life. Some of you women, this is the perfect gift for your husband who can never make it in the toilet right here. He's going to finally see where he's going. Uh, another one that I thought was pretty interesting, the belly bump ball. This is for those of you that need personal space. Uh, so you blow this thing up, and no matter where you go, you're going to have some personal space. So in the elevator, you have personal space. Nobody's getting in your grill. You might need this. We were just recently on a cruise. The three times we got on an elevator, I would have loved to have had this. That's why we took the stairs everywhere. And finally, my favorite one is the ostrich pillow. This is the best one. You see that on this guy's head? Basically, it's this idea that you're out shopping with your, your, your spouse and at the Sawgrass Mills Mall. You see all the elderly people out, out there taking a nap, and you think, man, I wish that could be me, but there's too much noise. And so you sit down on that bench. You break out the ostrich pillow. You put it on your head just like an ostrich judge. When they're, when they're tired or they want to ignore something, they stick their head in the sand and go to sleep. You just put this thing on, and you just nap. 
Some of y'all need this. And I think a lot of us in the middle of the hustle of the Christmas season, we just want to throw in an ostrich pillow. We just want to be like, listen, wake me up when all the parties are over. Listen, wake me up when your family goes home. Hello. You know, wake me up. Wake me up when all the shopping is done. Wake me up when the parties are over. Like, wake me up when this is finished. But I think in the middle of the hustle, we have an opportunity where you and I, we can honor God. Verse 22, it says, All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And I just want to pause real quick because the miracle of Christmas is this idea that God is with us. That God is with us no matter what you're going through today. You are not alone. I know you feel like you're alone. Maybe you physically you've had loss and you feel like you're all alone and nobody is there. But this is a reminder to all of us that God gave a promise that he will never leave us nor will he ever forsake us. And that he is with us every step of the way. Continuing on verse 24. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her, uh, her, with her son. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Sorry, I'm thinking about Bill Clinton right there. So uh, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Okay, uh, I just got to have it done. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. And so Joseph does what God challenges him to do in this season. He honors God in the middle of his life and the circumstances that were going on. And they were challenging. They were difficult. But he trusts God, and as he trusts God, he finds this joy and this peace that isn't rooted in commercialism, that isn't rooted in things, but is rooted completely in God and what his promises are for his people. And friends, I believe that that's a miracle that we can experience today. In the middle of all the traditions that we have, and there's some crazy traditions that are out there, God wants to be with us. In fact, I, I found some of the traditions of, of people out there. Do you know that in Japan, the tradition for Christmas is that you eat Kentucky Fried Chicken? That is the, that, 30 years ago, Kentucky Fried Chicken marketed in Japan in the month of December, and it became such a tradition to eat Kentucky Fried Chicken in, on Christmas, that you have to go on a two-month waiting list to get Kentucky Fried Chicken on Christmas. No Kentucky Fried Chicken is ever worth waiting for. I'm just going to tell you that right now. But Japan, they do that. Iceland, kids leave a single shoe on their windowsill, and they believe that uh, 13 magical ulads come down from the mountain and place gifts for well-behaved kids inside the house. And for every kid that's bad, they give them a potato. So that's an idea for parents. You have bad kids this year, just give them some potatoes. Uh, Catalonia, I don't know where this is, but I'm never going there. On Christmas, what they do is they find the nearest manger scene, and they go poop in the manger scene. I'm just, listen, they're just real Christmas traditions. Germany, here's one in Germany, and some people confirmed this in Coconut Creek. Uh, parents, the last ornament they put on a tree is a pickle, and they hide it. And the first kid to find it gets a special gift. Kind of weird. Hopefully they find that pickle because that would be kind of gross a little bit later. Uh, Venezuela, they roller skate and wear masks. Uh, I guess it's like Nacho Libre on roller skates. Um, in Slovakia, 
uh, what their tradition is, is the oldest male takes a pudding-like substance and he flings it onto the ceiling of his living room. And the longer it stays there, the better Christmas is going to be. And, and so these are just some, some weird traditions. I'm not telling you because I understand them. There's just a lot of different traditions. And this is what I know is we all have our different traditions. And God is saying, listen, in the midst of all the hustle, we got to remember him. In the midst of the shopping, we got to remember about the gift that was sent to us. In the midst of the spending time with family and friends, it's a reminder that we can be a part of the family of God. And no matter what our tradition is, it's important for us to honor Jesus in it, to honor him in each and every interaction that we have. We just got to dial into, how do I honor Jesus in the middle of this? Because we got music playing that's reminding us of Christ all the time. We've got parties that are celebrating this time of year. We have people that we're interacting with. And I think that this is one of the greatest times of year that we can share with people about the good news of Christmas. It's the one time of year that they're open to. It's the one time that it's, it should be the easiest time for us to, to take out the invite cards that we hand you guys all the time and go, hey, man, I'd love for you to come to Christmas Eve with us. Celebrate what Christmas is all about. We're going to do some carols. We're going to have hot chocolate. Santa and Mrs. Claus are going to be there. It's going to be awesome. You should bring your entire family. In fact, I'll save a seat for you. Because you never know what the power of an invite can do in someone's life. In fact, there's, there's a young guy in our church that uh, maybe like six months ago, he was at an outreach that we are doing, and, and he saw this young lady, and he decided that, man, she was pretty talented and pretty cool, and, and so he invited her to church. You're thinking, man, I, it'd be awesome if she showed up, and lo and behold, she showed up, which I, I think shocked him a little bit, but he was excited. I'll never forget that, that week. He like, was like, no this person came to church he's he's jacked about it and after a little bit of time this this young lady started inviting her family and so her mom and her dad and her siblings started to come into church and, and it was pretty cool and for months they came and 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 shayla would have interactions and some other people would have interactions with them and they would be like man christianity is awesome like, what this is all about is so cool. It's about helping people. It's about the fact that this, there's this God that loves us. And, 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 and the amazing thing that we found out is this family had never been to church in their entire life. Isn't that amazing? In today's day, that there are people that have still never experienced a church service. And so they didn't have all the preconceived ideas and notions. Or they didn't have the religious background that maybe was more judgmental or, or m- more legalistic hindering them and they just came and they just kept experiencing grace and mercy and love and kindness and compassion all the very things that Jesus embodied and eventually this this family sits down together And decides as a family, after months of coming to church and experiencing just authenticity, not perfection, but people that love to the best of their abilities based on what God is doing, they decide, man, we're going to follow Jesus with all of our lives. And we forget 
what an invite can do. One invite to a young lady. Not just changed her life, but changed generations of a family. Sons and daughters, mothers and fathers are different because one person had the boldness to say, you know what, man, I'd love for you to show up. No pressure. This season, you don't know what your invite could do in somebody else's life. You don't know the generations that can be changed because of that invite. You don't know the impact that Jesus will have for generations to come because of it. One of my favorite clips on on YouTube is a little clip from this guy named S.M. Lockridge. He's this uh, African-American pastor who's retired now and he had this this big church in San Diego and he's got an incredible voice. I, I can, can't do it justice at all. In fact, I won't even try to do what he does but he, he wrote this little piece in one of his sermons called That's My King. And I think in the middle of the hustle that we're in it's so easy for us to forget who we honor and who we worship in this season. And so I just want to read a little bit of this to you. This is what Lockridge says. He says, He's the King of kings, and He's the Lord of lords. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. He's God's Son. He's the center savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He stands alone in himself. He's honest. He's unique. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He's supreme. He's preeminent. He's the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's the miracle of the ages. He's the superlative of everything good that you choose to call him. He's the only one able to supply all of our needs simultaneously. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleanses the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers captives. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the age. He rewards the diligent. And he beautifies the meek. That's my king. Do you know him, Lockridge asks. Do you know him? He says he's the master of the mighty. He's the captain of the conquerors. He's the head of heroes. He's the leader of legislators. He's the overseers of overcomers. He's the governor of governors. He's the prince of princes. He's the king of kings, and he's the lord of lords. His office is manifold. His promise is sure. His life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word endures. His grace is efficient. His reign is righteous. His yoke is easy, and his burden is light. I wish I could describe him to you. 
He's indescribable. He's incomprehensible. He's invincible. He's irresistible. The heavens cannot contain him, let alone a man explain him. You can't get him out of your mind and you can't get him off your hands. You can't outlive him and you can't live without him. Death couldn't handle him and the grave couldn't hold him. He always has been and he always will be. I'm talking about he had no predecessor and he'll have no successor. There was nobody before him and there'll be nobody after him. You can't impeach him and he's not going to resign. That's my king. And it's easy for us to forget that that's who we honor and that's who we celebrate. In the middle of the stress, in the middle of the the activities of the hustle and the hassle, it's so easy to forget the significance of the fact that God is with us and he came for you and I. And maybe you're in here today and you've never realized that this God came for you. And as you've been sitting here today or you've been sitting in here over week after week after week, there's been this tugging on your heart and it's time for you to make a choice. It's time for you to decide that it's, man, this God who is willing to save, that he was willing to come be with us, it's time for me to follow him with all of my life. Thank you for checking out Coastal Community Church. We hope that you receive hope and encouragement through this week's message. If this ministry has impacted your life in any way, please share your story at mystory@coastalcommunity.tv. We hope you enjoy the service.